Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, yes, here we go, right here, Backchat, uh, brought to you by Backchat Studios. We're here, uh, very excited to have this guest right in front of us. Thanks very much to our supporters, our sponsors, Whippersnapper, Shelter, Margaret River Roasting Co., Bluebet, and of course, Lethal Cameras. Yes. Very exciting to have this great man sitting right with us right now. It's not Luke Darcy, as I spoke about a few <laughs> weeks ago that I called him on the coverage. It is Sean Darcy with us from the Freo Dockers. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. Sean. What's going on? Yeah, not much. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, we should start with an issue for people watching on YouTube. What, what are we, what, what's he wearing here? What is this? Yeah, he's wearing a Pirate Life jumper, which is, you know, they're, you know, they're decent. Respectable. Yeah, w, are they WA? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, we, we, we can't have that. Brought to you by Shelter here, um, Sean. So I've got something for you, something I've uh, prefabricated yeah. earlier. Happy oh, lovely. So you're going to have to take that that stuff off. Look at this. Ca- which camera do you want me here? Over this? Oh, the big one. Have a look at what we've got here. Have a look, Dan. You're going to have to speak in the microphone. Yeah, sorry. It's a uh, <laughs> grey uh, back chat sweater. Back Backman's only. Uh, no, that's not the Backman one, is no, it? No, that's back chat. That's just the back chat. Back yeah, chat. So can you please put that on, please, yeah, Sean, sure. while we have a chat through here? So well, while you're putting that on, Sean, just use your ears here. You don't need to use your voice while you're putting it on. <laughs> we asked the same question of every guest here on the podcast. Yes, you're a Doig medalist. Yes, you've been in the Brownlow medal. Yes, you've had a lot of hit outs. You're a Ruckman. Congratulations. Yeah. We're here to tell you fantastic work, great effort. But it's all. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> correct. We, we, we love your footy career and we will get to speak about that. But to start things, we'd like to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. So, okay, yeah, again, you, okay, tell us about winning the best and fairest. You know, Scully hasn't done it. Dan, yep. you, you ever won on best and fairest? Uh, probably if they were giving the awards away during under nines, could be your bombers. But yes, okay. Now I've given you some time to think about it. Your greatest sporting achievement not on the football field. I know you used to do a few sports back in the day. I'd probably have to say swimming. Yes, I was Ooh. quite an okay swimmer. No, oh, I, I probably just got chucked in the back of the car with my older brother. He was very talented swimmer, so I reckon I broke twenty eight. 
in 53 when I was about 15, which was probably my greatest. Tell the listeners what... I, tw- I don't know what that means. 28 seconds. Yeah, yeah, 28 seconds. But how, how, freestyle. What would, what would Dan, if Dan jumped in the pool right now and did, did 50 oh, metres... Struggle to get under 40. Yeah. So he's <laughs> well, you don't know what I can do. No, I'm a horrible swimmer. You would be. So 28 seconds in yeah. a 50 metre. Where We're does that nice. get you like? Oh, I qualified for nationals, I think, that year, which is like if you're swimming a lot, that's that's a quite a good achievement. We'll pay that. Yeah, that's very good. Can yeah. you speak about your brother? Do I read he was a world record holder? Yeah, he had two world records at a time. That's incredible. Yeah. Tell so, me about him. So Xavi, um, he's... Oh, he'd be 29, almost 30. No, he turned 30 this year. So your older brother? Yeah, oldest brother. Um, he's got disability, so he's got Down syndrome. He's S12 is his category in swimming. So um, when I was, I reckon I was about year six and he was coming up the ranks and going really well at nationals and things like that. And I didn't really understand how good he was at the time. Like, I was <laughs> oh yeah, he's just my older brother, things like that. Yeah. Um, and he, he got invited to the world titles and I thought he'd, he'd just go off, go over, swim, maybe like go all right, you know, and then comes back with five golds and four silvers and two <laughs> world records. And I was like, wow, this is impressive. Wow. So he broke the world record in what? Uh, it was, I think it was 50 fly and 53. He is absolutely shit all Amazing. over you. Yep. Uh, tw- 28 and seconds for the 50. Good <laughs> on you, Sean. <laughs> brother's a world record. I remember I had, a, I had a bit of confidence in my first year and I come back and I was talking to my tour I got four. Um, we got four siblings, so I got two, an older sister and older, two older brothers. And I was talking a bit of bit of trash to my older sister and old brother. I was like, "Oh, you guys haven't ever made a state team or da da da." <laughs> and Zavi pops out of nowhere. He's like, "How many world records you got, big fella?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you got yeah. me." So, so you're the youngest in the family, but yeah. are you the biggest? Is everyone yeah. else tall? Oh, Lee, Lee's tall. He's about six six, and then Jen's tall for a girl. He, she's five ten, and then Zavi's. Five ten as well, yeah, so but it doesn't really matter what Zave is because Zave's a world record holder, yeah. mate. So he just exactly. always has the trump. <laughs> he got the trump card there for sure. It doesn't matter. So South Parambit. So Parambit. Yeah, don't get that wrong. <laughs> Cobden, Warnable, not too far from Warnable. So you grow up south, southern Victoria. Yeah. It's similar weather to probably the south of Western Australia, Augusta type areas, right? It's windy, it's wet, cold, yep. it's cold. Very cold. Um, what's your upbringing like there, mate? You're you know sibling of four. Is it lots of sport growing up? Or? Yeah, in a small country town, that's really all you do. So I played every sport under the sun. Um, grew up in a farm. We had about 300 acres, about 200 cows. So beef farm and then mum and dad were also vets as well. So they had a clinic in Camperdown, which was about 15 minutes away. So yeah, it was a great family, great childhood. Who was your taxi driver? You would have had something... Boys mum. from the country just get driven around by the parents. Yeah, mum was unbelievable. <laughs> I still don't know how she did it. I reckon every night I had sport growing up, so times that by four. So I think she like a lot of the sports, she just chucked everyone in the same car and said, you're doing it no matter what. So <laughs> my older sister, she did horse riding when I was, I reckon, about six. So I, I had to come along with her, things like that, like hockey, cricket, footy, basketball, swimming, horse riding for a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> did you, you ride, ride a horse? Yeah, I did it for two years. It was Compared great fun. It? Like, yeah. Give me did, like, I'll, I'll like, go like, back dressage, and go to sleep. Yeah. Dressage, like cross country, all that sort uh, of stuff. Uh, greatest, sporting, greatest sporting achievement. Okay, I'll give you the 28 seconds <laughs> in the 50. What's your best greatest sporting achievement on a horse? So you did oh, dressage. So you used to be able to yeah, like, walk them around. Jump, what, what, they jump? So, so show jumping is a jump. Yeah, dressage right. where they prance around and that look real good. And then cross country is <laughs> like a race. So that that was my favourite one, the cross country. They jump really high, f- like 
jumps and you go as fast as you can. So I had this one. I think, what was my horse name? Zoom. Zoom. No, that was from when we bought them. So yeah, it was like, I, I loved it. Like everyone makes fun of me now, but it was so much fun. Like, no, that's great. No, that's elite. You, you mustn't, like, did you have a big growth spurt when you were old? Because, like, you, you're, like, too big to ride a horse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, horses are pretty big. Yeah, still, like, you know, people that ride horses are Yeah, like, I, I, I grew, yeah. grew for, like, probably U7. Like, I, I hit, I was always, like, sort of tall, but U7, I got real tall. Did you, um, did you play, like, country boys, again, always play up levels yeah. like, as you're going through the footy? Were you... Were you because you grew up in year seven and you got taller, were you always playing above your age? Yeah, up? I think like when I got to year seven, so I think I was under 14s at the time, I'd play 14s, 16s, and then if they were on the Sunday and then if they had a spot for the Saturday, I'd play 18s. I think I played my first senior game when I was 15, things like that. So, yeah. Did you go well? I went all right, actually. I was pretty happy with for who what's Cobden, the Cobden Bombers the Bombers yep so red and black red and black yeah that's very good <laughs> um so okay so you do that uh you do end up at Xavier College yep. and um so that's like a rival school of of mine down right. Geelong College <laughs> Xavier College are the you know better little, or oh, oh, well a little well there's a little Definitely. bit more money up, up in Melbourne <laughs> so all the, all the you know, well-off boys head up there so but how do you get there from uh, so where you grow up? My grandpa, he went to Xavier. He was from Tasmania and shipped over to boarding school yeah. from year, I think year three to, so for nine years. Wow. And then my oldest brother, uh, second oldest, Liam, he got a scholarship to Xavier. He's quite bright. He's a doctor at the moment. So he got a, Very good. Um, academic scholarship and then I got um, a general excellence. I wasn't quite as smart but I could play some footy so they <laughs> threw me along. Shout out to Xavier, <laughs> Xavier College because there's been some good players that come out yeah. of there like around my years, Nick Smith from Sydney, Josh P. Kennedy uh, at Sydney Swans um, uh, Rioli, Cyril Rioli was yeah. there. Oh no. Yeah, Cyril was there mate. No, he, he was at Scotch. Uh, he was too that's absolutely correct. <laughs> Willie, Willie was at yeah. Xavier. Yeah, Willie was at Xavier yep. Nick Smith and yeah, yeah I've actually butchered that. <laughs> yeah, Scotch, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely I have. Um, but there's been some good players there. Yeah, Bailey Joe Smith. Watson, Bailey Smith, Jack Silvani Mark Pitternick, I think he got drafted my first year. So were you boarding there? Yeah, I boarded from year 10, 11, 12 but then you played for Geelong Falcons. Yeah. So how was where were you living? So yeah, it was a lot of a lot of time spent travelling. So but growing up in a country town, that's all you really do is drive everywhere. So I'd my my weeks in year twelve were pretty long. Like I would train Monday night if I could at Collingwood VFL. Then what? what? Yeah, like throw that in there somehow. <laughs> um, this is when school footy was uh, like finished. So school footy only lasts for nine weeks. So yep. you play what a term and then you've still got a lot of footy to play. So Collingwood VFL, I got through Vic Country and then they wanted me to play at Geelong. So I'd go Monday Collingwood, Tuesday Geelong, Wednesday Collingwood, Thursday Geelong and then play on the weekends for Geelong. So yeah, there was a lot of miles on the car. Because Melbourne to Geelong, it's an hour drive. But if you're yeah. at school the next morning, like were you staying yeah. in Geelong? Were you yeah, so my grandma, she lives legitimately a K away from the training facility at Geelong Falcons. So um, before I had my license, I'd jump on the train down. I'd finish school in period five, jump on the train down. Mum would pick me up and then drive me to training. And then I'd stay the night at my grandma's and then wake up at five in the morning, jump the train, <laughs> go back up to 
So, yeah. I, I saw a bit. So this is the Mick Turner footy factory down at Geelong Falcon Mick stand. Um, so I saw a bit from Mick talking about you in your draft year. And um, I mean, you still are. You're a big boy. But he said that um, recruiters didn't do their work on you um, like they should have because they saw you carrying a bit of extra weight and they thought it was your work rate that yep. you were bigger. But given what you've just told us, you were swimming at 4.30, you were f- training five times a week. It doesn't sound right nah it was yeah that that was probably the hardest thing to try to explain like what i was doing to the afl clubs because they didn't believe it it's probably the boarding school diet they didn't really cook (laughs) the best food for you (laughs) and with me it's like if my diet's not okay i'll blow up you look at food yeah you're putting skinnies on basically so i I always thought oh you can train like you train really hard and you get skinny nah no not for me it's like i think i've got that too (laughs) (laughs) you just you're just shorter so it's harder for you a bit of space to throw it around. Yeah, that's right. Weird. Yeah, you've got no excuse. Yeah. Were you a Geelong fan growing up? Who, yeah. So who? my uncle played for Geelong. Did he now? Yeah. Where, where was that information for me? Who was that? Uh, Tim Darcy. Tim Darcy. Yeah. I think I was. Yeah, we, I would have been cheering him on in the stands, probably yeah. abusing him as well if he was <laughs> coming on. Back pocket. I think, so, I think he got to so does that mean there's any relation? There's no relation with Luke, though, is there? No. Just so just the correlation that I drew on Fox Footy coverage <laughs> as I looked up, saw you injured. Used to watch Luke Darcy as a kid and just <laughs> threw that threw that right out there. So okay, so your uncle Tim, did you ever spend any time down at Geelong? Um, not uh, not like roughly. He was because he was a big boy as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a back pocket. Uh, he was about one ninety four. Yeah, played on the the big boys. He played. I think he played on Lockett. All the not Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. Yeah. Um, Dunstall, and then he had to train against Ablett, so he, he could play. Up. Yeah. Sounds like Schofield's road to the draft. <laughs> Kennedy. So 2016, um, so you play year 12 Xavier yep. and Falcons yep. and state footy. Yep. Uh, uh, do you walk into the draft thinking, you know, Ruckman, Ruckman are a dime a dozen. There's not mm. 20 guys that picked up. There might be five that have picked up every yeah. draft. Do you think you're going to get drafted? No, nah, I didn't really. I thought I had a ba- my plan all along was to have a gap year in year uh, when I was 19 and have a full year at Geelong Falcons so I could play like that was basically what I was putting in my head that I was going to do probably right. from my mum so <laughs> she's always like backup plan never gives me much so um, I was going into the draft I thought I'd be rookie at best and then yeah I think I was what 38 come out and I couldn't yeah didn't really expect it at all fair draft crop that year for you boys mm-hmm. Brennan Cox yeah. Luke Ryan Griffin Logue even Taylor Jaman he's a good yeah. player yeah it's, it's sort of set you know, um, people look at what Freo's doing now and playing good footy and success and all that, but it hasn't just happened. Like, no. you boys have been playing footy for a long time together. Yeah, exactly. Are so, you, so are Freo, like, in contact with you beforehand? Did you have a... F- yeah, I had a few meetings. I had the two that were probably the biggest were Freo on West Coast. They were, I had about three meetings with both of them. You're telling me you could have been an eagle. Uh, yeah, they, they came in a lot. They came a lot. And then, of course, Geelong, because down the highway. And then I think Carlton was a little bit, because I'm really good mates with... Jack Silvani, we went to school. He went to Xavier as well, and I had a bit to do with Stephen. So he was the list manager at the time. He had a few interviews with him. So yeah, there was a few. Just having a look at the 2016 draft right now. Who got taken by two picks? One pick before Sean Darcy. Mm. The very first, the very pick before 37. West Coast had Josh Rotham to the West Coast Eagles. Sean Darcy 38 to Fremantle. So they obviously didn't want you. No, they didn't because they could have had you. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so he's a str- he's trained man. He's not going to give us too much there. Very good. So you come in, you play in your first year. 
I'm pretty sure you win a premiership in your first year, don't you? Yeah, With pure Peel. thunder. Yeah. That What's that like fun. playing? Were you, were you number one, number one ruck in the waffle that season? Yeah, I was. So we, we I played the first. I didn't really expect it to play any AFL games, to be honest. I got a, well, I was a big boy. wasn't. <laughs> I think my first three K time trial was like twelve fifteen or something. So not not good at all. Um, <laughs> rocked up, just trained hard, and wanted to play waffle all year. And then about. I think it was around 14 or something. Got the, I think Zach Clark got injured, Aaron Sanderlands got injured, and Johnny Griffin. So I was the last ruck on the list. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go, off you go. Against down, Geelong, right? Yeah, down in Geelong. So the funny story about my grandparents, so um, not the one that I stayed with when I trained in Geelong, they live legitimately like five minutes from GMHBA Stadium, and they flew over to Perth to watch me play waffle that week. No. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. So they're flying over. And um, I had to had lunch with them the day before. I didn't really. I didn't. I probably should have known that there was three other ruckmen injured that <laughs> <laughs> might be playing, but I didn't really expect it. I had to call them. Yeah, I said, "Yeah, partner, uh, not playing waffle this week. I'm playing in Geelong." Did they fly back? <laughs> no, nah, they stayed an extra week and watched me play the next week. So, did yeah. you um, who who <laughs> called you to tell you were playing? Oh, I got Ross before main training. Said, "Yeah, this is a team," and I was starting ruck. So, <laughs> did you did you think, "Oh shit, Nan and Popper over"? <laughs> no, I had no idea, mate. It was all a world we died. <laughs> Wasn't expected anything. So, and yeah, it was quite funny. Then there would have been a fair crop of family then there for your first game. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was a fair few. <laughs> um, I reckon there was about. 50 people in the rooms after the game and 40 of them <laughs> in relation to him. No, Sonny missed a goal with about five seconds left. So he, he had the chance to make yeah. you one from one. Yeah. So and it's his fault. We, we lost by two points. Wow. So you, you were getting hit up for tickets and stuff like in your first game. Was that a lot for you then? Like yeah. Oh, family. But to be honest, my parents were great. They they copped it. I was talked to Mark Anderson. I was like, look, I'm just gonna play. Like I was I was that nervous. Like not <laughs> quite an anxious person as it is. Like I get, still get nervous for games there. I reckon I slept for two days. Like <laughs> leading up. I think yeah, it was Reece Stanley I was playing and all I hear about is how athletic and how he can jump and sprint really fast. So I was just yeah, not not feeling great going into it, but Right. Next ne- minute, he has forty. You had forty hit outs yeah. that day, so it went okay. Yeah. Second so most in debut history. Yeah. Second most on debut. Sorry, in AFL did history. You know Huge. I did, did know that. Oh, who's, who's number one? Oh, he's, he debuted. He had forty-two. That's what that's yeah, I that remember. Is, yeah. But I can't remember who. He's still playing. I believe. Yeah. He? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's at the Gold Coast now. Ivan Soldo. Soldo. He plays for Richmond. 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 Yeah. Ivan Soldo. Forty-two touches. Uh, 42, 42 years, yeah. So knocked you off the perch. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was going well until like about <laughs> halfway through the second I've run off and I was like, stock, oh, our physio. I was like, stock, my calves are gone. <laughs> it's not even half time. <laughs> then I run off in the last quarter and I'm like, yeah, stock, I'm cramping. He's like, where? I was like, everywhere. <laughs> like, quads gone, gro- groin gone, calves gone. So you could you could have you could have had the most then in history. Yeah, I, I, just I was, your body just the calves like couldn't hold up. Nah, <laughs> and I think I was they were putting Mark Blitzarves in as well, who was running me everywhere. <laughs> That's so not I, who you want to come up against, like, Stanley. Mark <laughs> 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 it was a tough game. Lucky the ground was quite small, so I didn't have to do much running. The um the anxiety stuff, like not not anxiety, but the, the anxious um before games and getting nervous, like what's of what 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 does that mean like people who listen really enjoy the inside of you know um players leading up to game day do you you know i used to play with guys used to throw up yeah so 
I'm not like religiously every game throw-up, but once in probably like four or five, I'll, yeah, I'll right. have a little chunder. Just like <laughs> chunder. <laughs> just like the just nervousness. Yeah, is just, that what it is? I just want to play well. And I probably, before last year, probably my first three years, I didn't really have a set routine, which made me a bit more nervous. Whereas now I have a really set routine where I, if it's a night game, I know what I'm doing. Whether it's a day game, I'm, like, I'm pretty set with my routine. So that probably takes away the nervous energy as much so so do you think it's like the unknown a bit that yeah it was just, the unknown yeah like oh, i'm playing rock against <laughs> some really good ruckman things like going up and um so yeah once and then when you're not established you played what 30 games and you don't know really who you're going to play against and if you're going to go well so so that year though 2017 um so you debut yep how many games do you play that that first year I don't reckon i got to 10 okay so you play under 10 but yeah. then you come back into finals for had eight so Freo had uh, a bunch of guys those guys i mentioned yeah. Oak, ryan cox um a bunch of boys as well sort of around that era playing for peel yeah um how did that day go for you you played well yeah 73 was, hit outs yeah. 73 <laughs> hit outs mate <laughs> How many stoppages was <laughs> Oh, it was shocking day. It poured down for the first, I reckon, two and a half quarters, like like it is right now, like torrential rain. like, And there was just stoppage after stoppage. I was going against Lockie Dalhunty, who's good mates with, and yeah, he's an undersized ruck who uses his run. So I was going all right, yeah. Wow. So um, you played well. Yep. First flag? You first flag. No, I won one when under 14, so, okay. but first proper flag. And what, what was that like? Sort of playing in a waffle team, but you've got a big bunch of Freo players oh, with you. it was you, super. So. It was so much fun. Um, Zach Dawson was sort of our, our spiritual leader. Like, he, he brought everyone in. And, um, but, yeah, the boys, it was... I think we had about 14, 15 um, list of boys. So, we had a quite a good team going into that. Yeah. I know that they um, copped a bit of flack for that at the time. Yeah, it went. Especially it was fans were filthy. Like the year before, they had like eighteen of twenty-two, and then it got restricted to fifteen. I think now it's like eleven or thirteen or something. Now. Right. So, yeah. And that that year, one. I was just having a look. Twenty seventeen, one win, seven losses. How yeah. how's that <laughs> feeling for you? In, in yeah, your it was season? tough. <laughs> What's that? In the AFL. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2017, the back end of that season that was, was yeah, rough for yeah, Freo. So rough. one win, seven losses. We perform. We were all right. Like the f- against Geelong, I'm pretty sure we lost by two or whatever. Saints, we were up all game and we got run over in the last North Melbourne. So I was like, oh, it's not too bad. And then the last three or four games, I think I got report suspended the last game, so I missed that. But the two before was Sydney and. Richmond back to back hundred point loss, oh. and it, like the first one was Ross's first hundred point loss, and then the second one back to back. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a great time. At Does Ross get done at in the twenty seventeen? No, he had two more. They had two more. Yeah. So, what was Ross Lyon as a coach? What was he like? Oh, I've always had a really good relationship with Ross. He's pretty tells you what he thinks, and if you accept the feedback and move on, a lot of people get emotional with Ross and because he's, he's pretty honest he'll, he'll tell you what you think what he thinks of you yeah. and like <laughs> when you're 18 and that you're just like I didn't even I remember it, it was like Griff and a few boys were going in asking like how close am I to playing seniors and he'd just give them mate you're miles off like things <laughs> like that like, you're just like this 18 year old I'm pretty sure he told Griff he's like four out of a hundred in levels of footy <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that like, is rough. In his first preseason. <laughs> like um so yeah, that's that's just Ross. He 
he hits you right between the eyes. I was going to say, so, but it sounds like you that sort of suits you. Yeah, I, I personally enjoy enjoy that. I, I like being told where it, what they think personally, and it's not like, oh, you're going all right, but this is what you need to work on. He, he'd just be like, nah, straight out. Yeah. What about um? What about Cam Shepard? Cam Shep. Shep. Good old Shep. I love Shep. <laughs> Two time we call him. Yes. Back to back. Um. Yeah, he was he was very similar. He could could give a spray. Um. I remember who did we play? We played Subi, and I thought I was I got dropped in my third year. And he gave one of the biggest sprays I've ever had in my life. To, to me. Yeah. I gave four free kicks in the first quarter away. That we're down <laughs> 60 points, I think, in the first. <laughs> and I'm, like, complaining because I'm quite competitive. So I'm talking to the umpires saying that's bullshit, like, things yes. like that. Chip comes in at quarter time because the boys, Freo, were playing that. That night, he's like, who do you think you are? Like, give, him, give me the voice, come on. Chef's like, who do you think you are? You think you should be playing tonight, don't you, big fella? Like, <laughs> just going at me. like Head coach. Yeah, going at me. I, to be honest, I thought I was pretty stiff to get dropped. But anyway, um, going at me and I've, like, I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. And I've gone in and Lockie Dalhunty, who yeah, I know off-field quite well, um, he's trying to chat to me like, the whole second quarter, like, we sh- it was a great day. He's like, we should be on the beers tonight, things like that. And I was like, mate, I cannot give you anything. <laughs> like, and I was giving him not a word. He's just trying to chat to me the whole day. Yeah, that was, yeah, Shep. Nah, but I got along with Shep. He was great. Do you remember Do you remember Dan um, from Peel Thunder in 2017? <laughs> <just> like- <laughs> Dan, Dan tells our podcast listeners and watchers that he worked at Peel Thunder for a couple of years. Big influence. One. I, I, I one season. Which year? Through I think twenty seventeen. Memorable. You think? <laughs> Where was curtain. it? I want to know. I, I think. So was, you're the guy who films. Yeah, we. Well, I was like on that. You know, like there was that's eight students there. Wow. No, that's not. Why would you remember me? <laughs> that's Did why. you want to? You want to tell him? No. No. What? Oh, no. I, Dan. Dan. I don't know how much of an impact Dan had on the group. To be honest. So that's what. That's all. That. Nah, it was huge. No, like, we we used to, well, <laughs> it was huge. We won the flag for <laughs> Dan. One of us would get to interview one player a week. Yeah, so that like, was a nightmare. You know, I hated doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like the last thing you want to do is a curtain interview yeah. after Peel. How, how, how have you gone from you know country kid? Um, yes, you go through Xavier, but it sounds like you were just there for your footy and um, coming into the spotlight of. You know, media yeah, and radio no, and terrible, TV. Terrible. You're doing all right here. You're I'm going all right. I've, I've improved. Like, you should have seen when I was at the start. I was horrendous. Like, no words. Like, couldn't answer any questions. Like, mumbled the whole time. Didn't want anyone to hear me. Like, I'm pretty sure last year on live TV, I swore like three times. Didn't realize I swore. Like, well, you actually, your very first interview with Triple yeah, M, you that's dropped a, you, you dropped, that's radio, just in case you didn't realize that. Oh, um, sorry, mate. So, uh, so you dropped a fuck and a fucking. And in a the same, shit. In and the, a shit. In, in the same, in, in, the yeah. fir- in your and first on air live. Didn't realize, like, didn't realize. I had to look at the media manager who was like, about 10 metres out the back, losing it. And I was just like, oh, no. And I've like put the headphones off and just gone. I was like, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> like, because they've all lost it in the studio. I was like, what did I say? Like, it wasn't that funny. Like, <laughs> you thought I'll laugh. Yeah. I thought I said something funny, but it wasn't. And I've just seen the media manager just go like this. Like, Lukey Morfess. It was, and he, he's just like, we've got to give straight back. Like the whole time with Lukey, so yes, yes. Oh, I mean, probably not dropping the big f bombs on live radio. No, probably not out of the media playbook. Yeah. What did you you showed me a video of him 
having a bit of a battle with a mask at one stage with Pav. Oh, yeah. Because you had the earpiece on and... Sean Darcy one-on-one with a mask, <laughs> live TV. What did you uh, do there? Oh, it was stupid. All right, let me get... So yeah. we're outside, so you don't need to wear a mask, first of all. Yes, but they want to... Uh, the optics, they want to... The, yeah, the optics, which I don't agree with. Yep. And so I had, the, had to put the mask on and... The channel 10 or channel 7. Channel 9. Channel 9. <laughs> yes. <laughs> didn't even. I had three. One <laughs> out of three. 33%. I didn't even get in the ballpark. <laughs> wow. Yes. Continue. Um, yeah. So they've come in and put the like piece over the mask and I had to take the mask off and didn't think. Didn't think of it. <laughs> it didn't go well, did it? Didn't. Nah. And I've taken it off. And because Pab's in the studio, he's like just seen it and gone, like lost it. Like... And I'm just like, oh, that's... Like, if Pav didn't react, it wouldn't have been as funny, I don't think. <laughs> and, like, we couldn't do the interview for the next 10 minutes. Like, he was just gone and he tried again. He's like, nah, I've got to hold it. So, they've rang me, the Freo media team. They're like, can we put this up? I was like, if you do, I'm never doing media again. They've chucked it up, but here I am. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of stories coming out. Um, talk us through living with Sandy in your first couple of weeks. <laughs> How did great. that go? That's great. Who <laughs> <laughs> He's a good man to live with. Sandy. Oh, he's super. He's one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. Like, but like just off the field, like what you see is what you get. Like, just the nicest guy means well. Wants everyone to go well. And did you um? You treat his house well? Did oh, you? Did you? you majority look, you look, of the time. After, yeah, the majority look, of the time. Look I did. after his residence. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any particular time that you didn't look after his residence? Oh, there's there's one one time. So, what did you spill at Sandy's house? What did you do? So they they like, they were unbelievable, great host. They wouldn't let me cook, and I was just like, they wouldn't let me do anything, cook, do dishes. I was like, nah. Like, growing up, mum always had a rule like, if you don't cook, you do the dishes, things like that. Like, right. So I still stick by it. Um, and I was just like, oh, I just, I wanted to help out. Like, I hated, he was like, no, just sit on the couch. Like, don't worry. And this one day I was like, oh, I'll cook like a, a salad for him. Like, that's all I was allowed <laughs> to. Like, you know, like yes. do something yes. nice yes. for him. Yeah. A good, a good man. Well, like, yeah, trying, yeah. To, trying to thank him for like looking after me. And I was, Throw some let- lettuce in a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm trying <laughs> to grab the balsamic vinegar or something from the shelf. And the fish sauce is next to it. Fish sauce. <laughs> yeah. And I've knocked the fish shells down and it's gone everywhere. <laughs> like, not even, like, just a little bit. Like, everywhere. Like, glass bottles shattered. Like, and Were they in the house? Nah, they weren't. I was like, I rang them and I was like, look, I'll, I'll cook a salad for tonight. Like, sorry, I'll make a salad. I'll make a salad. I'll make a salad. I'll make a salad. Yeah, all right, I'll make a salad. Yes. Da, da, da. Went to the supermarket, thought I was being real... Like an adult and like growing up, <laughs> I'm 18 at the time. Just moved out of boarding school. Cook. Don't even know how to do laundry, let alone cook a salad. <laughs> like cook a salad. That's what I was thinking. Um, and I've just gone and it's like fish or stinks, like horrendous, yeah. like dead fish. And I'm just like, oh no, like no one's home. Got everything out, like the mop. Have not, like I've never cleaned in my life, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I've like picked up all the glass, chucked it in the bin. I should have put the bit in the outside bin, not the inside bin. Like didn't even know things that, and I've like had no idea to clean it. Got papers towels, just put it there, just like soak up. Like no idea. And I was like, I think the thought like being naive, eighteen at the time, just drafted like, oh yeah, that that's not that doesn't smell that bad. Like he won't notice. Like <laughs> da, da, da. walk in. 
what's that? <laughs> oh, what do you reckon? Like, I made a salad. He's like, yeah, I see that. That doesn't smell. <laughs> and he's just like, you fucking smelled this. For sure, did you? I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I tried cleaning up. <laughs> and he, yeah, it wasn't was, on his carpet, was it? No, no, it was on tiles. Okay. So it, that's very good. Oh, it was, yeah. That's very good. What about... Um, All right, here we go. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to my notes here. What about, um, what about leaving your luggage in an airport Accidentally, I believe. How did you get that? Oh, just, <laughs> wow. So, what, where, where, when does this happen? You, you, oh, that's impressive uh, from you. Uh, I mean, so you, so you go on holidays. You, Dan, get your luggage. You go no, on. You've left your luggage somewhere. Where did you leave it? No, so I can't believe you got that. That's that's really impressive. Please continue. So, it was in. We had the. Bi- I think it was a bye weekend. Shot shot off to Melbourne to see the family and da da da. Yeah. And thought the flight was six forty five and I think it was a six fifteen flight. So yeah. Oh. Thought it was quarter past, but it's quarter two. Oh, oh well, anyway. Yeah. And the oh, traffic on Melbourne on a su- Sunday to the airport's like extraordinary. Like this was one of my first years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I've rocked up, boys are calling me like plans about and I thought they were taking the piss sort of thing. The <laughs> plane's about to go. I was like, Yeah, right I and then I've looked at the tickets. I'm like, fuck. And I've ro- ro- rocked up there. They're like, baggage is closed. I've got this big suitcase. I've been, been in Melbourne for like a week. Like, I was like, I can't carry this on. So I've, I've called my sister because she lives in Melbourne. I was like, oh, you got to come pick this bag up. I'm like, they're boarding. They're calling me name out. Like, but she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Like, I'm turning around. Like, I'll be five. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're, they're calling me name. I've got to run. Left the like suitcase, like, not thinking like I'm 18 at the yes. time again, like <laughs> being naive and dumb, not thinking that anything will happen. Like she'll just come and pick it up. She rocks up. There's like a bomb squad there, like, <laughs> like <laughs> making sure I start a bomb. And she's had to sit there like for the next hour getting interrogated by like the police, like saying like, no, no, he was just late to a flight. Like he's left. It's not a bomb. Like, and I'm like, I'm on the plane. Had no idea this has happened at the time. Like, I've just made the plane. You got your feet up yeah, in business I'm class. Life, yeah. Like, rock up and sh- like landed four hours later. And she's given me the biggest mouth. Like, like going at yeah. me. Cam Shepard style. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, hey, you can't leave. Was your stuff in it? Yeah. Like, you just, yeah, the, yeah, there's a bomb in clothes. it, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> my clothes. So what did you take? You had, did you have anything on the other end? Like no, I just had a back. Oh, well, I was going back. Oh, you're going back home. Sure, yeah. Sure, so sure. He, he made the decision between missing the flight yeah, and yeah. keeping or, his luggage yeah. or, or getting on the flight and, and yeah. clothes so, will get there yeah. somehow. So did you, where did, I'm curious, where did you leave the bag? Like where in the airport? Dan's so, a real stickler for rules. So he's, he's well, no, he's, he's I was can't. just like, did you leave it like near the front door? Or yeah. Like, so like front door, sliding doors. Yeah. I'll yeah. Put it next to it. <laughs> That's so sus. Oh man, looking back at Meanwhile, there's a guy on the PA going, "Please do not leave bags." Like every thirty seconds. Yeah. Or so. oh, I love just like at like one of the bu- I'm busiest airports. Like, I have no idea. Just leaves his bag at the front door. Like, someone will grab it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who did you good. get that from? No, no one, mate. Oh, never reveal impressive. a source. That is very impressive. That's, thank you very much. Um, never reveal a fish source. Uh, now, okay, so um, so Premiership. 2017, have some good years. 2021, last year, big year for you. Doig medalist, best and fairest. Um, huge, mate. Yeah. Huge. 
Must be a proud moment winning that. Yeah, it was. I was not really expecting it because I sort of I missed the first game. So the rule is you have to play probably twenty twenty to uh, twenty two games to win it. And Dave had a super year. So why, why is that? Just uh, why 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 do you have to play a lot of games to win it? Well, because you get voted on every game, and like the coaches are. So the more you have, the more opportunity yep. you have to play. So and especially Dave, I thought Dave had a super year and things like that. Um, but I had a pretty interrupted year, like pre-season going into that. I did my lateral corner in my knee, which was eight weeks out. So I missed round one and my first game was round two. So everything just clicked and yeah, off I went. How did your speech go? Yeah, I think it was all right. I, it was, nah, no, I'm not stitching out. I'm not stitching out. Yeah, I didn't swear or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> the only other people to win are best and fairest, younger than the age of 23 at the Fremantle Dockers. I reckon you probably know. Do you know? Of course he nah, does. He knew, about the, he knew about the 42. Yeah. Yeah. He knows oh, about that. That kills me. <laughs> Matt Pavlich, Nat Fife, Sean Darcy. So you're the three youngest blokes to win at that footy club. Um, does that change anything at all? Um, does it change expectation on yourself? Are other people's expectations of you? How you prepare? Do you want to be better? Do you? How does that change your mindset, if at all? Yeah, probably a little bit more spotlight this year. Um Things like the boys, like they, they listen to me a little bit more, which I've never had. Like, <laughs> I remember JL coming to me halfway through preseason. He's like, I want you to speak up more. I was like, oh, no one cares what I think. Like, <laughs> and he's like, no, they actually do. And like, things like I, I used to do this. Oh, I still do. I do a touch session in the morning at like seven o'clock with Joel Corey. And because I thought, I thought that was something that really, like, he came in 2021 and that was his first year and that's something that I really enjoyed and it stretched your hands and things like handballing and not fumbling is something that I try to pride myself on and like seeing that I was the only one to do it last year and now we've got like 15 boys doing it I was like I see something that's pretty cool like people like following doing things like that you're doing so but yeah my expectation is always yeah I want to be the one of the best in the comp Um, I think I've been a bit inconsistent this year so what, a couple of injuries, things like that. So, um, yeah. How much is Joel Corey Smitty? Smitty. Great nickname. Do you understand Smitty? He's got two first, two names. first names that they've given him a last name. Joel Corey great. Smitty. Smitty. It's very like good. It. Very good. What's he, his impact being? Because he was one of the great footballers, one of my favourite footballers so growing up. He, he, he used to wear the biggest shorts of all time, like board shorts. Yep. He used to play in board shorts. The longest of all time. Got ya. What's what's his what's his impact? So he was my favourite player growing up. Yeah, great. Like, and I, I didn't. It took me like six months to tell him. Like, I was just like, I, I, he used to come down to Peel, and I, I used to be like, oh, hi Joel, nice to see you. Like, and I remember having a few beers. Oh, and to be honest, like the touch session was just like hang out with him. Like that's the only reason I wanted to do it. Like I didn't. And then I was like, put two and two, the correlation. I was oh, like, football, oh, I'm playing, playing better footy now. <laughs> so yeah, he's super. And he's just like, just so calm. Like he sits on the bench and like nothing ever, like his communication skills are just great. Like he'll come off and he'll be like, like, He'll be like, he's not a coach that tells you what he thinks. He'll ask you what you think. Like, that's the first thing he'll say. He's like, what do you think? And then he'll try to, like, get you in the right direction. So, and he's just knowledge of the game. He's he's first class. Yeah, he's his midfield knowledge great. Because he played one of the all-time midfields at Geelong, of course. And the best thing about him, he's probably one of the first coach that has coached me like a midfielder rather than a ruckman, which is something that I've sort of never had. So, it's like things like positioning um, around a contest he's like I don't look at you as a 
midfielder, I look at you. Oh, I don't look at you as a ruckman. Like, that just hits the ball and stands still. He's like, I want you to, like, Move. position and get into the right spaces and make it easier for the um, ball carrier to hit you and things like that. So that was something that I probably never had. How much... Um I know what happens at West Coast, but how much does the Ruckman have to do with where you're hitting the ball? Serious question. Are you are you telling the mids where you're hitting it or are they telling you where you're hitting it? It's sort of like 50-50. Like the mids can see where the space is. I sort of like it. Uh, it's sort of, yeah. In the centre bounce, it's where I want, like where I feel like I'm getting over So when you get together, that's yeah. what you're talking about? It's like, look, I, I think I can put it, I know I can put it there. Whereas if they're like calling over here, it's like, nah, it's a harder hit, especially like going against someone, like depends on, like on the weekend it was Max Gorn, so I was much more vanilla than it was against <laughs> someone like... Will Schofield. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. You, you just, know, so you'd like, bully me and put it where you want yeah. it. So it's that conversation, whereas around the ground, it's harder. Because we're on moving parts and you're not coming from the same direction. You don't have five or six seconds to get. What about when it's in the air? Does does much happen in the air, or have you is is it talked about? Discussed it's sort of talked about, but if I can see a space, sort of use your peripherals. That's Simon East. Or we used to do this <laughs> pretty stupid game, but <laughs> it worked. Had these glasses that like blindfold you there, and so you could only see out of your. Peripheral. So it like had like right. a tinted... Yeah, so it was like black and then just... You, so And would stand in the cement, like middle of the ground and it'd be like a ruckman on that side and then like a ball that would change colour. I think it was... Yeah, it would change colours. So it would be like red, Nick Nandili or blue, Max Gorn, something like that. So that taught you to use your peripherals. That was in my first four years, which was quite good. So I sort of, if you can see the space and you can see where the boys are moving, like the opposition are moving, you can put it there. So, yeah. That's are good you, shit. Are you, um, when you're like running up to jump, are you, have you already decided where you're going to put it? Or are you like literally last second? Like in the centre bounce, you've yeah. already decided. Yeah. Um, but in around the ground, you can see it a bit more. What about when... um? When the balls bounce unevenly, is it like, is it better if it comes towards you, or if it's, or you get more of a, a run at it? <laughs> You're sitting under a ball sitting and a hundred and ten kilo yeah, bloke's well, charging as hard as he can at you. It's not the finest. Well, yeah, if you get, yeah, that's true. So you could you can um you can like sort of do the opposite to them when, yeah. when it bounce or throw, like bounce. You like, you like the bounce? Well, the throw you is just takes the unpredictability out of the game. Yeah, and like the most athletic player. Will, and will win majority of the time or it will create more injuries because I'll just go as hard as I can at you because I know the ball's not going to move. Yes. Whereas if the bounce, oh, this side, like the last three have gone his side, this gun comes my side, you don't really have that opportunity. Why, why do you think every Ruckman I've ever met, every Ruckman I've ever played with, why are you all the same? Why are you all? Why are you blokes all the same bloke? You love having a good beer. You're funny. You love a laugh. Like you, you, some of you are smart. I don't know if you're smart or not, but like some of the chat you've just had, Channel Seven, Channel Ten, oh, Channel Nine, <laughs> leaving luggage at the front door of the airport. I feel like you're a ruckman. Why are you all the same? You you blokes are all the same. Do you have some sort of club <laughs> that you all sign up to and say we're going to be this sort of person? Because you are, aren't you? All of you. Oh, yeah. Lloyd Meek, he's a nice bloke, but they're all the same. <laughs> Sandy, same. Coxie, same. Scott Lysett, same. Nick Nananui, same. Nathan Vardy, same. Yeah. You're all just these, the same person. <laughs> Why? I don't know, mate. What are you blokes doing? 
maybe the altitude of you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Less oxygen. Oh, that's very good. What about um when the this is sounds this is gonna sound like the dumbest question ever, but when the ball's thrown in, um it's like you're basically always in the same spot. Is there like a measurement that they're always that you're aiming for to be in like the position? Because the set of bounce you're obviously right there, but when they're throwing it in, like if it's further or in front. Does that make sense? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Explain it to Dan like he's nuffy. So you're talking about throw-ins? Yeah, yeah. throw-ins. So like, because they, they obviously don't get it in the same spot every time, but the Ruckman always seem to be there for the tap. Like, I mean, on the weekend, someone got hit in the back of the head with the ball. Matt Rowell yeah. got hit in the head in the back of the ball because it was such it, a bad to throw. Like, to help Dan, like, is it to do with the, the front position? So like, one yeah, of you, one so of you always battles for the front, front position, position to hold the space, right? So it depends on what kind of Ruckman you are. I'm probably not the fastest Ruckman, so I'm not going to start as far back as someone like... Rowan Marshall, he starts really far back and tries to get a sprint in. Whereas I'll, I'm, I want to take front position because if I'm front, I can reach the ball like before he you. He can plant, plant himself a big yeah. cement block. So we call it a 45 position, which is... Don't give us too much details here, mate. <laughs> which is, you can just see, see the opponent and see the ball. Yep. So you know where the ball, roughly the ball is going to go 16 metres. That's how they're meant to throw in. If yep. it goes further, you readjust. If it goes... Like yeah. further, so there you go. See the ball, see the man. Sixteen yeah. meters. Yeah. Dan, Dan, honestly, would if he got to play, he'd have a tape measure out and he'd be like, <laughs> "This is where it's going to be, guys." <laughs> no, well, I mean, after a while, obviously, you're always you work at it like it's yeah. in a similar spot. But I mean, it does happen when they're bad throws, and you just need yeah. to. Just and we, you, you talk, talk to the mids about don't reference the ruck, reference the boundary umpire. So he, you've got to watch them, right? Because if it's quite funny in preseason. It's like everyone's trying to impress and da da da, and you have the coaches throwing in who have no idea what they're doing. Like they can get one time they'll go really far, and the other time they'll go really short. And like it's always it happens about January, halfway through January. I have to remind the mids watch the like because they'll just you'll be on top of each other. And you're like this is not going to work. Like this doesn't work. And it's just every time about January fifteenth to January. 20th like, I, th- I think this is a perfect time to just give the, everyone a bit of a look at this t-shirt right? because <laughs> just listen to that midfield chat right there Dan yeah this? it was the midfield's <laughs> fault <laughs> so, it was the midfield's fault is on my back we've released a special range here at backchat backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch it's the backman merch we don't have a ruckman we don't have a ruckman gets, what would you put what would you put on what would you? I don't know. Leave it's your bags. Leave your bags at the airport. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, look, I so reckon it's not as hard as it looks. What? It's not as easy as it looks. Ruck or back? Ruck. Yeah, well, I say that about the back line. Yeah. They were just saying, "I get it, spoil it." You know, see ball, punch ball. Yeah. Is that what you think? Well, I think backs. You can see the whole the whole field in front of you, so you don't have to really. What responsibility do ruckman actually have? You just run around, yeah, you know, have a bit of a wrestle with a mate. You know, your mates with Gorney, you just oh yeah, mate, how are you? Just whack it down there, no worries. Jog off to the next contest, have a couple more hit outs, maybe a little cup of tea, put a bit of fish sauce on top of it. There you go. So all right, so backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. We've got the backman range. Who 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 is the who is the back? Who is number one backman at your club? Like. Grumpy with the midfielders, um, doesn't really want to speak to anyone else other than the back line. Gives it gives gives a little bit, but realizes that everyone else is just there to service the back line. Who is that number one? Alex Pierce, really? Yeah, I was going to throw Luke Ryan, but he he loves everyone, so yeah, okay. so <laughs> but Alex, Alex Pierce, Pierce, yeah, he he's got a bit of grump about yeah, him. like back six gets chicks, things like that. That 
Yeah, so now we're talking. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't don't you have to pull that face, Sean. That's correct. Back six get chicks. Uh, forwards sign memberships. Uh, mids sell so, uh, uh, membership uh, sell sponsorships. Forwards sell memberships. Mids sign sponsorships. Backs win. Premierships. My man. Okay, there we go. So we got one of those. We got backs only. Um, I'm going to give you some t-shirts to take to the to boys. boys. I'll leave it in Alex Pierce's hands to delegate. I'll yep. give you four because right. I know there's not that there's a back six, but I know there's a couple of boys in the back six that yeah. they're just there for the touches. touches. Look, I don't know. I don't know Hayden Young well, but he's getting a lot of the ball recently. Exactly. I don't know if he's a true backman at the moment. I think he's got his eyes in the midfield a little bit. We're talking the Luke Ryans. We're talking the Alex Pierces. We're talking the Brennan Coxes. Uh, yeah, I think like Griff's Griff Lowe. But he's, he's swinging. Hard. Yeah, I don't, he's gone. Yeah, I, you don't like. Oh, him. look. If he if he's willing to admit that he's a backman and he will stay true as a backman. I will allow you to award it to him, but I'll leave it in Alex Pierce's hands. So I'm not allowed to choose. Well, you're a ruckman, mate. No, <laughs> no. Unless you want to play at fullback, how would you go at fullback? Like oh. Josh Kennedy used to have this discussion with us a lot. Is oh, it's you know a lot harder in the forward line. Yeah, it probably is. But how would Josh Kennedy go in the back line? Poorly. How would Sean yeah. Darcy go in the back line? <laughs> not great. Poorly. You would absolutely. <laughs> oh, struggle. it's nerve wracking. Yeah, when correct. you when you're running back. I was talking to Blake Akers about it. When you fall back and you to get a plus one, yes. you work hard. You're like, sometimes you don't want to because you have to play on a forward. You're like, I don't want to do this. I give a free kick away. It's going over my head. Yes, we need some more quotes like that. I did see um in your. I was looking at your highlights today on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You would have seen there them too. Wasn't many. Um, I think <laughs> short I, short Arvo. Please. A, yeah. What a few hit outs. Was a what else? What else? It was a top five, and oh, two of, five. two of them were um them intercept marks, like clutch intercept marks in the back line. Oh. So you can you can get around yeah, it. Yeah, so he, he wasn't playing anyone though, was he? Yeah. He was back there <laughs> as a playing. loose man. Loose yeah. man. <laughs> lock down, boys, lock down. <laughs> well, um, were, you, were you stiff not to be all Australian in twenty twenty one? That's not my decision. Okay, very good. You weren't though, were you? Well, who was the all Australian ruckman in twenty twenty one? Nick Nutton, gone. Okay, very good. I won't I won't question anymore. Did you go to the Brownlow Medal that year? I did. Was that good? That good experience. A, that was a lot of fun. Who'd you take? Well, I took Darcy Tucker. Did you? Yeah. Geelong boy? Yeah. Oh, Horsham boy. Horsham, but yes. Geelong Hello. Falcons. Sorry, yes. No, Rebels. No. Was he? Yeah. Oh, why did I think he was a Geelong boy? <laughs> Sorry about that, Geelong. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that go? What was the Brownlow experience? It was, it was funny. Um, it was, yeah, it was... Had to get a suit and bow tie, things like that. that I don't really go well in. I reckon <laughs> well, it's hard to get one. Yeah. Oh, I, we no, it doesn't suit. go well in. Doesn't yeah, go well it's not me. Like, yeah. I'm not a suit guy. I don't. If I'm going to races, I just wear a collared tee, you know, and some chino. Some and like, maybe some, like, yeah. snakeskin white, you know, white, yeah. white belt. You're a proper country. So, yeah, we rocked up, man, Tucker and... The best thing about it, they just keep bringing beers out, man. You just keep polishing them there. <laughs> they just keep putting on your table. Did you get any votes? I reckon, yeah, I got a couple. Very I got good. one three, which I took. Oh, two threes, I reckon. Very good. We plan drinking yeah, down there. You got seven. Yeah. <laughs> you got seven votes. Yeah, I, re- I reckon round two, I got the first votes, and then two threes, and I was stoked. Couple more. Um, uh, who's the fines master at Fremantle? Blake Blake Acres. So you've got fines happening. Yeah. The last time I spoke to you about fines, they weren't. We, we you told me there year. was no fines. Yeah. This was in the preseason this yeah. year. So, I asked you who's running the fines down there. You shook your head, not happening. No. And I said, "You boys to have any success need a fines master." Yep, so you created there the you idea. So it started with Andy and Caleb, who pretty straight shooters, leadership group, things. Brayshaw, like Sarong. You know, like 
they're, they're just there. All right, if you're late, you get the fines. If you like, just standards. Whereas shakes is, we call him the sheriff because he always finds a way to control things. So, <laughs> like whether it's in a night out, he'll be like, "We're playing a drinking game." Like no one wants to play a drinking game on a night out. Things like that. <laughs> like he'll always weasel his way into controlling things. Right. And like um, and he was like, just kept giving ideas to like Andy and. It started with a dice. So, yeah, we have a dice and you roll a number and there's six things that you got to do that comes up and it just come if you were late to a massage because well, there was a big thing about respecting others' time and, like, whether it's physios, masseuses, strength and conditioning, we want to be on time, we want to be punctual, we want to... Things like that. So, uh, at the start, it was just if you're late to things, you get a dice roll yeah. and then Sheriff got his way in. Now it's gone from a dice roll to a fines master. And what sort of things are on the dice? So one is where you suit to the club for the week. Right. Two, <laughs> is, <laughs> two is dishes. So we like twice a week we get food at the club like, and you got to do the dishes. Right. Three is dartboard, so you throw a dart and then whatever number it lands on times by 10 and you got to pay it into the kitty. Oh, and if wow. you miss? You miss twice. Great. So there's <laughs> a funny story about it. Um, we had a, in the, our buy, we had a, two teams in the Saturday training or, and it was like loser has a um, dartboard throw. Yes. And Caleb Saron comes up. And it's quite, it, it's, a, it's longer than a regulation dart throwing and he was shaking like <laughs> like it looks like he's never thrown a dart in his life <laughs> like misses the dartboard for the first time like didn't didn't even get on the dartboard like on the floor and we're just like give it again misses it again oh no and like we're like this can, ruin, this can ruin careers this yeah. sort of stuff seriously and it's funny to like, start with and then you're like oh this, well, this is yeah because everyone there's 44 blokes around watching you giving you everything <laughs> so <laughs> blake's just like he's mr he's like you can either have three darts or we'll just give you the max of 400 he and he took the max of 400 <laughs> 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 so what's for for is table tennis you pick a bloke out and you play three points and the loser of the three points pays 50, so okay. 150. Uh, five, what's five? There's another cash. And then six is pick a mate, so you roll and you've got to they be should, one of the boys. They should bring in, uh, you have to call the coach a nickname. Like that. <laughs> they yeah, called, they called well. uh, Adam Simpson Adzi one day. It did not go <laughs> down very well at all. Uh, that's great. Oh, I'm glad to hear there's yeah, a fines so, master. I actually um, thought I was tying you into a, a reveal that there was no fines master. No, we're, there is. We're, we're, qual- we're going to walk. And you're winning games of football, exactly. Sean. Plant the seed. Yes, yeah. correct. Uh, I want to finish on David Mundy. Um, yeah. Kind of a bit of a timeless podcast here. So he finishes up at the end of this season. Talk to us about David Mundy. What sort of impact does he have around the football club as a player? He's unbelievable. He's he's like he just gets he seems to never be sore. Like he's sore, but he's always out there. Like today we had a little two K session and you'd be like most senior blokes sort of be like, Oh yeah, a bit sore, like a bit banged up. He's out there running around. Like around the boys, yeah, everyone loves him. He's one of the best. He's, he shares his knowledge. He's so sh- like just cares about everyone. And on the field, you see what he is. Had thirty five on Friday night. Yeah. So, um, you know, he looks like he'll be going out before he's sort of pushed out the door, which yeah. I I'm a fan of, by the way. That's what he said in his presser. He was like, I'd I'd rather be have a little bit left than get pushed out. What was his retirement speech like? Yeah. So in front of the boys. <laughs> 
He he's this is behind closed doors. Yeah, it was honestly, I don't reckon longer than forty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and like some boys, like I've I've sat through a couple. They go 10, 15 minutes, tears, the works. You know, like he was in and out. He's like, we got bigger fish to fry, and then sat down. I was just like, come on, like, mate, you've had played nineteen years. You've, you're the leading, like. Games record at Rio. Played 370 games. Yeah, like, Give us some memories, Dave. Nah, just like, thanks for the physios and every support staff. You mean so much to me, um, to the boys. Yeah, this is my last season, uh, a bit more. And then he's like, I don't want to make it about me. we got bigger fish to fire. Off we went and sat down. Is, is that just like peak David Mondi? Yeah, that sort of he thing? hates talking about himself. Like, he was. I was in the showers after his presser and he's just like... the. A lot of the um, reporters were asking him, also oh, like, what's your favourite memory? What's your most like favourite teammate? Da, da, da. Like, yeah, what's, what do you want to be remembered as? And he's like, an honest battler. And I was like, mate, <laughs> you're the last person from an honest battler. Like, what are you talking about? Like, be honest. Like, I did read that. He wanted to remember it as a battler. Yeah. And I was like, come on, mate. Like, And like, in the, he's like, I hated every minute of just talking about myself. Like, I'd rather like talk about the boys or talk about the upcoming week. He's just... He's just. Does there because he's so old, right? He's old, right? <laughs> he's does that old. get spoken about? He's or is, so old. Does he? Yeah. Does it? Does the boys take piss yeah. out of him? Yeah. Like, you're a grandpa, yeah. mate. <laughs> but he still has 35 yeah. on the weekend. It's crazy. He's like, yeah, like he's 36, 37. Like oh, I don't know. Like he's genuinely old. Oh. Like, <laughs> like we're talking about it. Like because his kids are nine, and like some of the boys will play. Like if his kid goes alright, like Finn, he'll, they'll be playing with him. Like <laughs> that's how long he's been playing for. Have you got any favourite David Mundy memories, stories? Oh. Any, any, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be funny he's necessarily. Like, but. Genuinely, like you know, the cheapskates in the footy club. He taught us. Taught us. You you you'll never get a coffee or a beer off him. Is that right? Like I don't <laughs> think. Like he the only the COVID killed him because we weren't allowed to go into the Virgin Lounge, and that's when he'd get people's coffee. Like if we had a goal kicking comp, like he'd go <laughs> go to the Virgin the Lounge, coffee. get the free oh, it's coffee, free, mate. Yeah, and yeah. give it to you. Like and like usually like the the boys get a bit of stiff. So like. Initially, it was in my like last three, four years. It's been Lloyd Meek, like he's a tight ass, and now it's. I think it's gravitated to Neil Erasmus, but like everyone's just like everyone knows that Dave. So these are young players. <laughs> yeah, that are probably I don't know, 60, 70, grand, whatever they're on. Dave Mundy's nineteen years he's in the system. Yeah. He's got a little bit of money. Like he's got enough. Not call him rich, whatever he is, he's been playing for a long yeah. time. He's got yeah. some money, so he won't buy your coffee nah. if you asked. Hey, Dave. No, nah. nah. <laughs> he doesn't buy coffee. He gets. The pods at the, the <laughs> thing. He the won't. Facility. Yeah, he won't go. And oh, I'm just like, like, come on, is man. he bringing his lunch to training? He's not bringing a packed lunch to training. Is oh, he? I don't think he's brought a packed lunch, but I yeah. just see him coming to training with like the triangles cut, like him to say like nice bad rat. <laughs> like, don't have yeah. to pay for lunch. That was a good bread from home. Why would I buy a paper of bread from home? He'd be taking. Um, I assume there's like you said you got lunches twice a week at the club. Yeah, He'd be taking leftovers somehow. Is he the best ever docker? Yeah, you have to be up there. Yep. He's just, he's sustainability over. Like, he had his best year in Brownlow that he was telling us today in the showers last year. Like, <laughs> he pulled 20 or something, whatever he pulled. That yes. was his best year. Like, you can't, that's just unheard of. Correct. Absurd. And, yeah, like, even just, like, things like, you just, when you get to that age, surely you pull the 300, 350 card. He was doing the time trial with us in preseason and things like that. Like, it's unbelievable. Is he the sort of player, um, 
So see a few around. So Sean Burgoyne always used to be at Hawthorne. It seems like Scott Pendlebury, he's been playing the back line a little bit. When oh, Dangerfield did it um, in Joel Selwood's three fifth years. When the chips were down and someone needed to go into the midfield and get things done, is he the sort of guy, is he the guy that goes in? Like, yeah. is he the guy that you go, okay, yeah, we need Dave in here? Yeah. He'll be like, yep, go with it. Yep. I remember playing a few games. I think it was Adelaide last year where he just put it on the shoulders and <laughs> he's like 35 at the time. <laughs> You're just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> you got kids. Like, <laughs> and then he'd go home and just chill with the kids. <laughs> like, it's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. He's just unbelievable. Like, you can't speak highly enough. You'll have to. I know you can't say and talk about it. We have to make this year a flag man all year, please, Sean. Just otherwise, he's not going to win one in his career. So that's on you, boys. So, you know, no pressure. But please get it done so we can sell some merch. Uh, (laughs) Backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch. Now, we are at the stage of the podcast, getting towards the end. Uh, This is social media, not social. Social. Yep. You see what we've done there? Yeah, I've seen you. Very good. <laughs> I've Do you need there. to give it to him again? I don't know if he... Scotia one, more, one more time. Oh, I, mean, I don't need to repeat it because, of course, he's heard of it. It's <laughs> one of the great podcasting segments of all time. One of yep. the greats worldwide. Everyone knows about it where the people get to ask you the questions. You've heard uh, Dan and I's questions. Uh, this is from the people. Lucas.ally. Uh, How did you get the name Swaggy Onions? Is that your nickname? Swaggy yeah. Onions? Yeah. Swaggy Onions. Yeah. Swaggy Onions. Yeah. So, yeah... <laughs> It's quite so, like, a, people like yelling out story. swaggy onions. Yeah. Swaggy-o. Swaggy-o. Okay. Swaggy onions swaggy, is a bit That's long, Mr. Onions yeah. to you. <laughs> swaggy-o gets it. So it started... Where did it start? It started with Wayne, uh, Matt Tabernard. He just is a unique individual, Matt. Mm. We bunch, love him. We love him, but he's very unique. And out of the blue, he just started calling me onions. For <laughs> I don't know why. Lots of layers. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And then... Apparently at a festival, Alex Pierce and Andy Brayshaw said uh, I had a little bit of a swagger when I was walking around. Like <laughs> big dog, the big dog like, swag. I just that's how I walk. Like <laughs> I didn't think two two things of it. Like that's how I walk. <laughs> like a bit of a strut. So yeah, swaggy O, and then like swaggy P from the basketball. So I've put two and two together. So yeah. Yep. I like Swaggy Onions. It's like the extended version. <laughs> yeah, swaggy O. Swaggy O sounds cool. Swaggy yeah. Onions. It's like, <laughs> no. Bag Onions. <laughs> uh, Did you say Saggy Onions? Uh, let's go. Yeah, Kernsey's 494. Um, how in the world did you acquire number four? Not many Ruckmen are, are rocking low numbers. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it was... Because you were four from the beginning. Yeah, so we, we come in and they first... It came from Brennan Cox, who's been... He's not the brightest bloke in the. He's a great person, yes. just not the brightest. And we come in. So you get along well with him, do you? Yeah. <laughs> we come in our first, like me, Coxie, Luke, and Griff drafted yes. together. He comes in. They're talking about the numbers, and like Pav had just retired at this time, yes. so he's like, "Yeah, twenty nine sick. That's a sick number." Like data. Like had no idea that Pav and we were just like, nah, we'll probably leave that one alone. Like, <laughs> so this was a time where they're like, you get to choose your numbers, right? So that's four, two, four, twenty nine, thirty six, thirty eight, or whatever. Yes. And I was like, I'll take thirty six, thirty eight. I'll take the big like Ruckman, get the big numbers, da da da. And he's gone. Who'd he gone? He gone to like Bondi or someone, a GM at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll take twenty nine. And so Bondi's just like, nope, they're not choosing. We'll go draft order like two four. <laughs> <laughs> and they left twenty nine. Like no one had twenty nine. Like, so he wanted twenty. He's thirty six, right? Oh, and we're me. Yeah, he was thirty six, and Luke was thirty eight, and me, Luke, and 
Griffith just looking like, who's this bloke? Like, <laughs> honestly, like, just didn't even think. Like, right. Is someone 29 now? Luke Valenti was, but he retired at the start of the year. So no one's 29? No one's no one's played 29 since Pav. They should just retire it. Kill it, you reckon? Yeah, retire the number. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Uh, let's go with Joseph Patch. Uh, have you been invited as Blake Aker's date to the Brownlow? No, I haven't. This is by the people enough. for the people. We're There's a couple bit, coming bit up that I really want to know the answer to. <laughs> Molub. Okay. Uh, no, I'm going to ask that last. That's going to be our <laughs> last one. <laughs> Shane Haddo. Uh, what's the, the funniest piece of advice you've gotten on the football field? Oh, Jesus. There's a lot. Who talks to you? What, what, what? Do the Ruckman talk a lot? There's like, there's a bit of talk. It's just like, because you're always wrestling each other, things like that. So, <laughs> like, Gorn was saying a bit on the weekend. The funniest, probably Mumford the first time I played him. Like, he's got this weird, like, he apparently he does it to get in people's head. But he, like, just, like, he's really nice to you. Like, <laughs> so he'll, like, throw you on the ground. And then he'll pick you, oh, you're, you're a star. Like, you're going to be a great player. Like, and then he'll, like, jump a punch you and then, like, like it was the strangest game I've ever played in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. So okay. So mummy says you're going to be a good player. Mess yeah. with your head. Um, uh, Live underscore Flora. Uh, who's the bloke that gets that always gets picked on? And what's the worst prank you've seen done at the, the footy club? Oh. The worst that I repeat. There's there's been worse, but yes. I'm not going to repeat yep. those family ones. Show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> not really family show. Who's the who gets picked on the most? Oh. There's range, like, Coxie gets picked on a bit in my drive here at the start. Sounds like you're driving that by the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's a bit more grown up, so he doesn't. Yes. Um, who else? Blake Blake was the sheriff. He, he's good at pranks, and I sort of jump in with him every now and then. Yes. I think my car got filled up in my first year with um, that bean... Um, bean bags. Bean bags. What are they called? Like the, the little white yeah. bean bags. That, that, that was a, that was a good prank. The whole car. The whole car. I left the window open and Luke, Coxie and Griff went, yeah, it was a pre-season day and you've come out, you've done 12Ks, done a full weight session, had meetings. I've come out, I was flat as, like, <laughs> flat as, like, and I've opened the door and it's just spilt everywhere <laughs> in the car park and I've just, like... <laughs> and Griff could see how flat I was. It, them, Luke and Coxie just legged it. Like, they've gone. <laughs> Who did Griff, it? They did. That land Griff. And then, <laughs> so I think I I copied one of their keys because they were living together. So I went you know, one training, copied one of their keys at the locksmith and come back. And they were... It's <laughs> illegal. They were traveling. They, they were traveling. So me and Griff, like, rem- like change one of their rooms around it was like honestly four hours worse pray well, it wasn't that funny for four hours work but yeah. that's good that's okay. very good uh in my in my it's pretty early on my career um because it was sort of iphones sort of just out that's how old i am right well. <coughs> and there started being circular there was no whatsapp groups or group messages it was like printouts of these photos and these ghosts were like being printed out and put up on people's lockers so there was like two blokes in bed sheets and they would be like in your house or they'd have some of your belongings and in a weird spot at night time so i don't know they'd like steal something from your locker or they you know that's how it started and they'd still say they'd still nick that's boots 
and they'd be standing at a petrol station in sheets the holding the boots, right? <laughs> That's great. And then, and then it'd be like uh, they'd put a message on there. Uh, if you want your boots back, blah blah blah, yep. and then it and then it turned into them breaking into people's houses, like players' houses at night time while they were in it, <laughs> and taking photos like in their kitchen, like doing these ones, like in their house while they're like in the living room. No, while they're sleeping, mate. Like, it's like three in the morning, sort of areas. Yeah, right. So it's like no one has the gun ownership here, and it then turned into and the reason they got done. Um, actually, they didn't get done, but the last one that they did. They went to Matt Rose's house, who's now Peel Thunder, general manager, and they stole his dog, right? And they and and they took the dog around all these different places um, and took pictures, and took pictures everywhere. Like took it all around. Like they were treating it for that. It's okay, Dan. They, they, they went, yeah, they, did, they, they just they, they just they wanted Rose to stress. Anyway, um, they did all these photos. They put all the photos out, and then Rose sort of found out somehow. And he concocted this story that the dog had gone missing, actually. Like he'd come home and he was like, I want to know who the ghosts are. I want these. So the ghosts had then like gone back to the house. They were running around. They found that dog, knew that Rose was lying. Anyway, there's a full blog about it. It lasted all year. No one knew who the ghosts were. And at footy trip, in Hon- no one knew. Because the two who did it never spoke a word to anyone about it. Wow, that is impressive. Scott Selwood, Josh Kennedy stand up at Footy Troop and they've got the sheets in their backpacks. Like, <laughs> fucking did it, boys. Like, all year. Yeah, incredible wow. stuff. So if you've got any Freo boys that want to do the ghost, it was very good. Uh, last question. Last done and dusted here. I uh, can't remember who it was. Molab, Molab. Mol- Mol- um, <clears throat> so it says, Sean, are you ever going to return the Shrek costume you rented out from our costume shop five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> is that true? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought for sure someone had made that up. You stole wow. the costume. Yeah, Mad Mad Monday. It was Mad Monday. And you've still got it? Oh. <laughs> All right, Molly, just get in contact with the Sean. show. <laughs> <laughs> Sean wears it around at night time sometimes. I completely forgot about it. I definitely lost the deposit. Uh, that's very good. We had, yeah, it was played on a Saturday and we got told, got told on the Sunday to rock up to Aaron Sanderland's house at 10 o'clock in a costume. <laughs> like, and there was the the place that, that that person's talking about is legitimately 500 metres from Aaron's house. So we've all gone into that shop, <laughs> grabbed it, and then, yeah. The Shrek costume, rest in peace. Yeah. It is a clubber. <laughs> uh, um, mate, done and dusted. Uh, have you had fun? Oh, I had a lot of fun. So you have a mission. You're going to go back to the football club. You're going to take your back chat merch. You're going to take the Backman merch. You're going to give it to Alex Pierce. You're going to get the boys all up and about. And then you're going to go and win a premiership for us. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Very good. Cool. Sean, uh, Sean Darcy there. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Whippersnapper, Shelter, Blue Bet, Murray River Roasting, and, of course, Leadable Cameras. We love your support. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to find us on socials, uh, it's backchat, double underscore. Uh, you find us on the website, backchatpodcast.com.au. Send us an email, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. I think that's about done, Dan. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.